0: Hello, and welcome back to the space news pod, a daily podcast about space science and tech. I'm your host, Will Walden. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about NASA's Spitzer telescope. They're going to be decommissioning the telescope after about 16 years of science. And I also want to talk to you right now about the latest couple episodes. I did a couple live episodes and I uploaded them so everyone could hear them, get some feedback on them. Let me know. What's up? Um, Some people thought that's the new format of the show, but that's not the case at all. I still do these 10 minute quick hits of science, space and tech every day. So if you wanna check out the live podcast, you can go to spacenewspod.com and check it out there. I do it every day. So these ones will continue going on. So please stay subscribed. This uh, This is the format for this podcast. I'm also doing another podcast called Space News Pod Live. So that's where you can get the longer format. That's where you can get the conversational format of this podcast. So that being said, let's get into some Spitzer news. Spitzer Space Telescope, according to NASA, will be decommissioned on January 30th of 2020. Now that is due to the Space Telescope aging And this is due to its decreased functionality. You see Spitzer, um, it has to rotate to point its antenna towards the earth to transmit data back to us. And when it does this, it causes its solar panels to turn away from the sun. And during that time, the spacecraft relies on internal solar power in a battery to operate. So every year, that Spitzer has been out there. Spitzer's solar panels have been tilting further and further away from the sun. And scientists at NASA are worried that continuing to operate Spitzer would deplete its energy source completely. And if this happens, like in the middle of an experiment, um, they might not be able to retrieve the data that's already on Spitzer. So they need to basically save energy in order to shoot that data back to earth and spitzer is amazing right so spitzer was only supposed to last five years and it lasted an additional 11 years and during that time spitzer gave us some of the most stunning images of saturn's rings clusters of stars and uh, a small black hole from a nearby dwarf galaxy amongst a lot of other images, you can check them all out on NASA. It's all free to download, free to check out. You can go to nasa.gov and search for Spitzer for all the Spitzer news and all the, everything that's happened with Spitzer throughout its time, throughout its 16 years, exoplanets, galaxies, you know everything, nebulae stars, solar systems, it's all there. Now, Spitzer gave us some amazing data, some amazing science, but it's going to be replaced by the James Webb Space Telescope, which is going to launch in 2021. And the James Webb Space Telescope, the JWST, it's different than the Spitzer Space Telescope. It's going to be an L2, uh, the second Lagrange point, and it will orbit the sun um, 1.5 million kilometers. It's about a million miles away from the earth. And I'll have more information about the James Webb Space Telescope right after this. So the James Webb Space Telescope is going to be super powerful and it's going to be able to see some of the first stars, first galaxies that have ever been created in our universe. And to find these first galaxies, uh, James Webb Space Telescope will make ultra deep near infrared surveys of the universe and then do low resolution spectroscopy, there we go, that's a hard word, and mid infrared photometry, which is the measurement of the intensity of an astronomical objects, electromagnetic radiation. And this will show us the initial formations of the first galaxies ever, right? The first galaxies that were ever in this universe. And how crazy is that, that you are living in a day and an age that you can look on your phone or on any device and see a picture of one of the first galaxies in our universe. The first stars that ever happen, the first exoplanets that ever happened. They're in there. The exoplanets are in there. And these stars, they will form in these galaxies and you'll be able to check them out. And it's all for free. It's all going to be on NASA's website. And the formation of these stars, it marks the end of the dark ages of the universe, which is a period that's characterized by the absence of discrete sources of light. And understanding these first sources is very critical. And since they greatly influence the formation of later objects, such as galaxies, the first sources of light act as seeds for the later formation of larger objects. So they'll be studying these early galaxies and kind of, they'll, they'll compare them to current galaxies that we know about. And then they'll figure out how galaxies grow, how they form. What happens from the beginning to present day? And they'll also be checking out the role of dark matter, right? So this is a form of matter that can't be seen. It's invisible and it has the total mass of normal matter. It's five times the total mass of, form of normal matter. And it is kind of like the scaffolding of the universe. It kind of holds everything together and it kind of builds everything. That's what we have want to figure out with the James Webb Space Telescope. It'll be part of the science that happens with this telescope. And if you're interested in space telescopes, there is a documentary on MagellanTV.com. It's called Hubble's Enduring Legacy. And it's all about the Hubble Space Telescope. And you can get two months for free on MagellanTV.com slash Space News Pod. I partnered with them. They are really awesome and they have a lot of space documentaries. Stuff that'll just blow your mind. Every single time I watch one of these, I go crazy. Birth of a Black Hole is my favorite so far. I've been watching it little pieces at a time. It's only 25 minutes long. So I'll rewind a little bit and watch how absolutely terrifying black holes are. But also the science that made the black hole. How are black holes made? It's absolutely wonderful. And I uh, suggest you go check it out. That's MagellanTV.com slash Space News Pod for two months for free, and you can watch it on any device. Now I was talking about the L two before the Lagrange point two. So that is a point it's beyond the moon. So it's in an orbit past the moon, 1 million miles away. So they have to have this launch absolutely perfect. Everything has to go absolutely right. Nothing can break on this thing because a million miles away we're not going to send astronauts there to fix it and if we do um it's going to be a very dangerous and arduous journey for these astronauts to fix this telescope so that is a crazy distance for any sort of man-made object to be out there giving us science and it has to has to shoot data back to us just like spitzer did it has to shoot data back to us from a million miles away So it's going to be a dangerous journey for this telescope out into the L2 point. Now, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been supporting this podcast for the longest time. I do appreciate you. And I want to also say thank you to my sponsors and thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me on the Space News Pod. My name is Will Walden and I will see you soon.